Stand Up for the Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up for the Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for listening and for sharing our podcast. We're going to talk about some very important things today if we get to all the topics we would like to cover, including the relevance and importance of studying and knowing the Old Testament. Um, also, Bible prophecy, of course, that goes without saying. Um, but also, how are saints to be equipped in America, with all that's going on with our country uh, under the Constitution, that's allegedly the law of the land, uh, how are we as Christians to respond when our freedoms are being threatened um, from a biblical standpoint? Uh, is there a time where civil disobedience is allowed or commended uh, in the Word of God? Well, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, later on <clears throat> in the show. Um, but first of all, we really need to go back to Doctrine. We really sometimes get, have to get back to the basics. So we're going to open up today and talk with Pastor Jeff Sowald to get his perspective on discipleship, on doctrine, on the Rona virus and religious freedom eventually, but it's important to discuss these things. Uh, Pastor Jeff is at Calvary Chapel in Madison, Wisconsin. You, by the way, you can hear his teaching every weekday morning, 5 a.m., right here online. Q90FM.com. If you're listening from different parts of the country, you can tune in or you can go to the church website and hear the program later if you're not an early bird. I believe that's uh, 3 a.m. on the West Coast, so I'm not sure unless you get up in the middle of the night, but you can always tune into the website and listen to Pastor Jeff's teachings. So, uh, Jeff Solwald, welcome back to Stand Up for the Truth. Oh, thank you, David. It's a blessing. Well, what are you going through and teaching now these days? Are you in Ezekiel or is that what I heard? Um, well, we have three services uh, throughout the week, not just Sunday morning. We have a Sunday morning, we have a Wednesday night, and a Friday night. And wow. Sunday morning, I'm teaching through Second Timothy, and we go through the New Testament verse by verse, book by book. Wednesday night, um, we go through the Old Testament, the same way, verse by verse, book by book. We're uh, just in uh, Ezra. And then Friday night um, was, it's always been prayer night for years, you know, 20 years. But uh, about five years ago, the Lord uh, laid on my heart to begin teaching, you know, instead of just kind of a devotion, going to prayer, uh, we started going uh, verse by verse through, uh, through prophecy, books of prophecy of the Bible. And, the you know, more and more people started coming and, became just a full-on service, so uh, <laughs> that's kind of the teachings that are being aired, like the uh, Revelation teaching that was just aired, and, and uh, the radio was from Friday night, same, same with the, um, the, I did Ezekiel, just the, the prophecy okay. of uh, Gog and Magog, and now we're in Daniel, so okay. that's Friday night, and so it's a pretty full schedule. Wow, it sounds like it, and thank you for doing that. Um, I know you. Yeah, it's it's busy. It's extra responsibility and a commitment for a pastor. I'm assuming you're leading a Sunday morning, Wednesday night, Friday night. Yes. So let me ask you about this because this has been 
um, a debate, not necessarily a debate, but there are a lot of churches that don't have a Wednesday night service, and they don't have a Friday night service, which if you're going through Revelation and you're talking about prophecy, I'm sure you're discussing the issues that are happening in the world, whether that be the push toward globalism uh, and so many other things that are prophetic, but do you also address them on Sunday morning? Because here's the thing, a lot of churches that don't have a Wednesday night or a Friday night, all they have is Sunday morning. So how do you equip the saints in the Word of God and then also prepare them and inform them as to how they should be responding to so many issues that are facing believers today? Yeah, well, that's, uh, you know, that's a great question because uh, my perspective and this kind of approach has always been that the Bible is more than able to equip us and to, um, you know, lead us into all truth by the power of the Holy Spirit. And and so through just allowing the Bible to be the authority to go verse by verse, I, I deal with Bible prophecy on Sunday mornings when it comes up. You know, we were in, uh, of course, First and Second Thessalonians before the, the pastoral epistles and lots of prophecy in there. There's prophecy in Second Timothy will be coming to. And so as we get to it, you know, we deal with it. But there's so many other topics and spiritual principles. You know, I mean, I'm going through Ezra and, you know, a lot of churches don't even go to the Old Testament anymore. And. And it, it is a challenge mm-hmm. to bring First and Second Chronicles, you know, on Wednesday night, and and it's and it's a lot of work. But you know, while I was going through this, is the amazing thing, David. I had a brother. He's been a Christian forty years. He's been coming because he loves the Bible, and he's and he's getting uh, fed the Bible. He said, "Man, I've never." heard Second Chronicles taught like that before. <laughs> and I said, when was the last time you heard it taught? And he got this look on his face, and he said, never. Mm. And, you know, I think that is the thing. And people are coming in there, man, I've never been taught. So I didn't know that was in the Bible. I didn't know it said that. And, My goodness. You know, so, you know, Ezra's amazing book. And as we were going through it last night, just seeing the background and so much of it that relates to the New Testament that... You don't get the depth in the things Jesus taught, mm. or Paul taught, or even the Book of Revelation, mm. unless you have a good grounding there. And so, I've I've had the the blessing and the privilege here in Madison. I've been here twenty three years, and just um, teaching the way that I do. And so, you know, we've been able to get a good, you know, solid congregation of people who just love the Bible, and mm. and once people are fed that way they just can't go and, and receive topical teachings all week long exactly so, so that's that's been the blessing it's a challenge to start doing that because people aren't used to it you know they're not when are you going to teach me a bible study from leviticus tonight <laughs> i don't want to hear that you know but you know when when you break it down when they start seeing the connections you know the word of god is just a one book made up of 66 that are all integrated and if people see that then you know they i don't know how it is for you but that's how it was for me when i got saved i never knew the bible but as i began being taught the bible i just fell in love with that and sought out where i can get taught by 
you know, competent Bible teachers. Well, Jeff, we have a lot of listeners that have changed churches for that very reason. And I'll tell you, once you've had a, a full-course meal, a really healthy meal with all the nutrients and all the things you need in a full meal, to go back to Gerber's <laughs> baby yes. food, um, can't do it, yeah. you can't. So um, unfortunately in America, and we've seen from all the studies with like 6% of Americans yes. having a full biblical Christian worldview, unfortunately the majority of Americans' understanding of what Christianity is, it's really not biblical, if we can say it that clearly. And um, you, we've seen this this fall away, this apostasy. Um, it started yes. with church leaders, and you know, people that are in churches in America would go after certain like celebrity pastors or whatever. And you're then you start wanting more American Christianity. What do I mean by that? A little bit more entertainment, a little bit more something that's going to draw you to the service. So you have to be then more seeker sensitive. And I just want to get your response to this, Pastor Jeff. Um, I've had this verse on my desk for a week, and this is a perfect time, I believe, to share it. What was Paul talking about in Acts chapter 20? When in verse 28, he started by saying, Be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. And then he said, I know, and this is to the early church, right? I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from your own selves men will arise, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them, therefore be on the alert. Pastor Jeff, this is very applicable to what we're talking about in this segment. It, yes, it sure is. And the thing is that Paul in that passage is speaking to the Ephesian elders what what morphed into, you know, pastors, the uh, presbyteros there in Ephesus. So these are the leaders, mm. those who, you know, have that responsibility of guarding, feeding, and, you know, just watching over the Lord's flock, you know, not as their own, you know, I mean, a lot of times Pat's will go, you know, you should tell your people this or that, and I'm like, you know, they're not my people, <laughs> the Lord's people, it's not my church, you know, I get what they're saying, but, you know, I, I, I it's not my church. And like he says there in this passage, this is the Lord's church. He bought with his blood. Amen. Purchased with his own blood. And, and you know, I think too often uh, some pastors get the impression that it is my church and it, it, these are my people. Yep. And they can cross that line to where, you know, the, they, uh, you know, they allow the people to depend upon them. They, and the people are looking for that, you know, I mean, people, uh, they can easily be drawn. That's why, uh, uh, you know, you have the whole celebrity rock star pastor thing. And, yep. and these people that, you know, they're more than willing to draw people after themselves, as Paul talks about in the, in Acts 20. You see that a lot. What, what I noticed, David, is... Uh, and I think this has been the Lord's way of really purging his church here in the United States. And you probably talked about this before, but when the pandemic hit yep. and all these things took place, 
you know, a, a lot of the large churches around here, as in, in Madison, they're not even open anymore. Right. You know, the minute there was opposition, the minute there was, you know, a threat for, you know, for them from the government, we, we're in Dane County. We have been under extreme restrictions all the way through, wow. you know, <laughs> when they, when they, when they opened the state up, you know, the Supreme Court opened <laughs> the state and caused, you know, called it illegal for what Andrea Palm did to our state. Um, immediately, our county shut down even even more so. Mm. So now, Dane County has been under a lot of restrictions. Jeff, let's let's yes. clarify for those listeners. We have a lot of listeners from across the country, even Canada mm-hmm. and uh, other places. And that Dane County, we're talking about Madison, Wisconsin. That's like yes. bluer than blue. That that it's it's. Uh, how would you describe Madison as compared to? The uh, the majority maybe of the state and rural areas. Well, you know, um, one uh, one way that it's been described by uh, Rush Limbaugh was Moscow West, <laughs> and that's it's how he described Madison, yep. Wisconsin, and yep. it's a great uh, description. It is it is not just socialist; it is communist. And mm-hmm. the yes. the uh, I was speaking with you before the program. We have a. A brother in our church who just got onto the Dane County board, and and you know it, it was just an act of God, really, that he was able to get on there. But oh man, he is just vilified. And living here and knowing, I mean, another probably a lot of people around the country have heard of the Freedom from Religion Foundation. They're right here in Madison. This is their headquarters. Uh, a lot of other um, just. Uh, like anti-Christian organizations are here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the we have a government here on the county level and the city level, but county level that, you know, is operating under their own uh, jurisdiction as far as what they, they do. And they've been very oppressive. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had health department call us and threaten us and those types of things but you know i've uh, here within our church i post the constitution and right now i and i tell the folks in the church you know we're not breaking the law by doing by coming to church look right here and mm. and you know the health department thus far has left us alone under that you know under that banner of constitutional freedom so we're, we're grateful for that well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because um, this is what we're going through here. We're, some places are more restricted than others. And if the, I don't believe, Jeff, maybe you can share your thoughts on this. Um, I don't believe it's going to stop because once government takes ground or has power in some area, they almost never relinquish that power or that ground that they have uh, for lack of a better word, conquered. Uh, now they know how much they can get away with. And I wrote a chapter in my book, uh, Canceling Christianity. One of the chapters is called Did the Church Pass the COVID Test? And, uh, I, you know, I wrote about what happened early last year, throughout most of last year. And it's sad. We folded in America. Now, if the Constitution is still the law of the land, you cannot discriminate against churches. And that's what they did. Um, are there any other specific examples? I've uh, had a lot of pastors on the podcast share 
in, from different parts of the country. I mean, Steve Smotherman, New Mexico, he ended up suing the uh, governor there and actually won the case. John MacArthur had a suit out in yes. California. He won the case. A lot of pastors are winning, but not enough, I believe, are pushing back. What have you had to deal with uh, in Madison? Well, you know, at the very beginning of the quote-unquote pandemic, you know, it's kind of chaotic. What's going on? They're going to have two weeks to flatten the curve and all that. And and so, you know, we just kind of went along with it. But this is the thing, David, when people are fed, when people know the word, and and I know other pastors know this, you know, but it is unfortunate on a larger scale, in our culture kind of reflects it. But within two weeks, I had people from the church calling me up saying, Pastor Jeff, I want to come to church. Can I come to church? My response to them was, you are the church. Uh-huh. You can come here and the doors will be open. And so we started having people coming and, you know, I had to ask people to park in different areas and walk because I didn't want to be provocative. We're right on the main drag of Madison. God's given us great visibility. I didn't want to just have a, a, you know, huge number of cars because at that time, you know, they were patrolling and and they were having a mass gathering. So people were parking behind buildings and we were coming in and meeting. And, you know, a lot of people in church were saying, well, we're breaking the law. And I shared with them that this is the law, like you said, the Constitution. And we finally got a complaint. Uh, Somebody uh, came through and and, uh, lodged a complaint that we were mass gathering. So I got a call from the health department and, and, you know, she said, well, I got a complaint. I'm following up and... I, you know, said, well, I don't think we're breaking the law. And, and she said, well, how are you making sure you're not doing that? And I said, right, as people come in, we have the both the, the national and state constitutions and all of the governor's mandates posted side by side. And I said, they're, they're adults. You know, they're, they're willing to, you know, make their own decisions. And she kind of skirted it and said, okay, that's great. And and when I asked her, I said, I, I do have a question. How does the how do these mandates square with the Constitution? Her tone immediately changed to I am not authorized to discuss the constitutionality of the oh, governor's mandates. Oh my goodness. And it was like immediately right there. And I said, so we're not breaking the law. I'm not an authorized. I mean that was her tone immediately and then we did get a threatening letter. I did have to get a hold of some uh, Christian uh, uh, like lawyer group that gave me counsel and everything. And this is what I, I did, and, and it worked really well, is they told me just get in compliance. It wasn't that hard. All you got to do is, is, you know, put a sign up. You got to wear a mask. You don't have to, and, and I don't have to enforce it. But, you know, we did everything and then I called the health department. I, I went proactive and just called them and, and, and told them, you know, that, hey, I, I did all these things. Are we, like, uh, legitimate? Are we in compliance? And they, it was like they were relieved because, you know, they, I was able to, they were able to basically check it out. Okay, these guys are doing what they're supposed to be doing because I got the... I got the impression that they were just overwhelmed with the whole thing as well, mm. you know, how <laughs> to deal with it. So that's how we dealt with it. And since then, it's been probably a year 
and we haven't had any more complaints or pushback. Well, that's which good. Has been a blessing. That's good. What we're seeing though today, and we 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 have to take a break in a couple seconds here. What we're mm-hmm. seeing is people are are being shut down, debate or even disagreement. Um, and, and we're not, you're just saying because I said so. They're not, it's not constitutional. They're not saying, well, this is my authority. They're using the emergency authority. But I love this quote. We're going to talk about this, Jeff, in the next segment. This is a quote from a physicist named Richard Feynman. He said, I would rather have questions that can't be answered than answers that can't be questioned. And what we're having now from the government and the powers that be and the, the White House, uh, you know, fr- from the, the uh, Jen Psaki and those reps of the Biden administration, they're giving mm-hmm. propaganda that cannot be questioned, whether that be uh, yes. with around COVID or the vaccine. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Our guest today, <clears throat> Pastor Jeff Sowald, Calvary Chapel, Madison, Wisconsin, 5 a.m., right on this uh, radio station. You can hear the upward call, or you can go to the website, and uh, we will link that up in today's podcast post, Calvary Chapel, Madison. When we come back, an amazing response to why someone doesn't want the vaccine. You're not going to believe it. It's from an NBA player. That's next on Stand Up For The Truth. Keep it right here. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Orlando Magic player Jonathan Isaac talking about vaccines talking about immunity and everything else. And just listen to this video. It's about a minute long. And you tell me who makes more sense, this guy or Fauci. Uh, what is it about the vaccine that, that makes you uh, hesitant to, to, to get it? Uh, I, I would start with um, I've had COVID um, in the past. And so our, our understanding of antibodies, of natural immunity has uh, changed a, a great deal from the onset of the pandemic and is still evolving um, I understand that the vaccine would uh, um, help if, if, if you catch COVID and uh, you'll be able to have less symptoms um, from contracting it. But with me having COVID in the past and having antibodies um, with my current um, age group and uh, uh, fitness, physical fitness level, um, it's not necessarily a fear of mine. Uh, taking the vaccine, um, like I said, it would decrease my chances of uh, uh having a severe reaction, but it does open me up to the, albeit rare chance, but the possibility of having an adverse reaction to the vaccine itself. Um, I don't believe that being unvaccinated means infected or being vaccinated means um, uninfected. You can still catch COVID um, with or with not having the vaccine. Um, I would say, honestly, the, the, the craziness of it all in terms of not being able to say that it should be everybody's fair choice without being demeaned or um, talked crazy to doesn't uh, make one comfortable to do what said person is uh, telling them to do. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's that's a couple of the reasons that, um, you know, I would say I, I'm hesitant at this time. But at the end of the day, uh, I don't feel that it is, um, you know, anyone's reason to come out and say, well, this is why or this is not why it should just be their decision. And um you know, loving your neighbors, not just loving those that, that agree with you or look like you or uh, move in the same way that you do. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, loving those who don't. Yeah, excellent response from Jonathan Isaac. And uh, Pastor Jeff Solwald, um, your thoughts on that? Because he, he said a lot of things I with facts that I don't think people can refute, but yet 
uh, if you take his side, we are still often shut down. Yeah, you know, that's just the thing, David. I think there are numerous people that even have a platform like the gentleman you're, you're talking about, you know, are able to get on a national news site. They have very reasonable, logical, and true, you know, um, responses. But it's as if reason and truth no longer matters, like you, like you say. You know, I mean, it's not about that anymore. There's definitely an agenda that is being pushed, and the quote that you gave is is classic because that is really what it is. You can give all the reasonable answers you want, but, you know, it, that doesn't matter to the people who are pushing this. Like, I've had folks ask for a religious exemption right. in the vaccine, and, of course, yeah, no problem. But I always tell them, I said, you know, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, so to speak, you know, it's not like you, you're doing anything illegal by not getting a vaccine. You can get an exemption, but... At least I know here in Dane County, Madison, around this area, you know, the enforcement, it's not like, you know, the, the police come and arrest you. The enforcement is being carried out by the public, mm-hmm. by the people in the shopping center, by the people, mm-hmm. you know, who are running a business or whatever. They're the ones, they could care less about your religious exemption. You can have that, but, you know, like we've been seeing, you know, here, look in New York, where just overnight, I think, the governor just said, fine, we'll bring in, you know, the National Guard to run our health care system. So you can have your religious exemption, and goodbye, yeah. you know, and you can have a good reason, reason why you're having religious exemption or whatever your reason is can be legitimate. But, you know, the enforcement is coming from people who have bought into the, you know, the whole agenda that's being pushed, which is, that's the, the crazy part of it. Yeah, and, and, and it's almost like we can't even ask questions anymore. Like, how do they justify, for example, wanting to vaccinate the entire population um, mm-hmm. based on the numbers? I mean, the let's face it, friends, the honest thinking friends, the COVID math simply doesn't add up. Um, how can it be justified? Is it deaths? Is it hospitalizations? Is it infections? I printed out an article, gosh, now a month ago that I really, we, we never did get to on the show, but it's from Ben Shapiro at the Daily Signal. And it's called Welcome to the Forever Pandemic. And again, this was a month ago. And he says, we have no standard by which infectivity level is low enough to go back to normal. School kids are being told to mask despite no evidence that children are at serious risk or are a main vector of transmission, which means that zero COVID-19 has become the goal. And that's not a goal. That's a pipe dream. But this pipe dream means we are stuck in pandemic mindset permanently. There is literally no goalpost. And that means Americans have a choice. We can choose to live under restrictions forever to prevent a minute risk of post-COVID or or post-vaccination hospitalization and death, or we can go back to normal. If we choose to give up our freedom for the, the government can end the risk entirely, we deserve none of the freedoms we supposedly cherish. Now, I just kind of, kind of shared parts of those, 
uh, quotes from his article, Welcome to the Forever Pandemic. But again, Pastor Jeff, um, when people come to you, one of the most common questions we've had, uh, and religious, religious exemptions are a big one, um, people are starting, employers are starting to reject religious exemptions. But one of the most common questions or emails we receive is, um, how can I respond as a Christian to these forced treatments, whether it be a vaccination or anything else? And uh, Pastor Jeff, your thoughts, because it's, it's really our body, our, our family, our children. So your thoughts on that from a, from a Christian standpoint? Well, you know, I mean, you have to make your own, you know, conscience, you know, a decision. And, you know, I I think that's where the discussion as far as a pastor, you know, I I just taught people the word so that they have a basis. They, you know, it's, you know, a lot of people, you know, I've had unbelievers ask me for a religious exemption because they just want to get (laughs) their, you know, they could care less about, you know, who you are, but... They just want an out, you know, mm-hmm. but, and I think a lot of Christians are like that. They don't, you know, they want a religious exemption, but they don't even know what they believe. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you're making, you know, a choice based upon your conscience as a follower of Jesus Christ and someone who is being led by the Holy Spirit and walking with the Lord, to me, it's a no brainer. And I'm not fearful because, you know, perfect love casts out fear. Amen. But see, there's a lot of believers who are totally terrified along with the with the general population because they don't have a basis mm. upon which not to fear. You know, they're just dragged along in it. And so fear becomes the determining uh, factor. Yes. And, you know, I'm always like, what are you afraid of? I mean, ultimately, and it's like, tell it, man, you can have your mask. You see these people, why are they buying in and and um, wearing the mask and getting all these things? Ultimately, it's because they are afraid to die. And, you know, I, I had a classic example. I was going into a, a store where I was in the foyer, and my family and I didn't have our mask on, but we got stuck between the doors with a man who did, and obviously was very serious. <laughs> and he pushed himself up against the wall, wow. like to get away from us. And I just said, "Dude, you're gonna die anyway. You know, <laughs> you're gonna die. I hate to tell you. You know, have a nice day, but you can have all the masks and the vaccination. So that is really what, as a Christian, it has to come down to." Paul Amen. says, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Amen. Is that my perspective as a believer? Or am I so afraid of death that I'm going to buy into the fear? And, you know, if so, then you better get back and, and, mm. and remember who it is you follow and who, you know, who got nailed to a cross. He wasn't fearful of what was facing him. That's and he right. said, if you're going to follow me, you better get used to an evil world that wants to persecute you. Yes, and we have not been given a spirit of, spirit of fear. Amen. Um, yes. you, you reminded me, I think I need to read a few verses from the end of 1 Corinthians 15. 
Uh, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable. We shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. And then it goes on to say, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Pastor Jeff, this fear we've seen, it's almost an irrational reaction. Some some might say a demonic reaction to this uh forever pandemic and i believe a lot of it has been intended by the media by the globalists sure. by the socialists by mm-hmm. others who want to control the the power elites they want to sow fear division and confusion christians have to discern this and have to understand there is an agenda behind this um one thing i wanted to share which, which you made me think about we should not be reacting as the world reacts it, exactly. They fear death, as you so clearly said. Yeah, I mean, I had COVID. It could have gone either and way. So they should. Yeah. So they should. Yeah, they should. Exactly. They should fear death. But we. Yes, they should. We have a hope. Now, I, we sympathize. Yes. Here's where our compassion comes in and our hopefully mm-hmm. a kick in the pants to yes. share the gospel. We sympathize with unbelievers who are afraid, who have no faith, no hope, no God to rely on during life's trials such as a pandemic. But we, mm-hmm. believers in the church, are not like those who have no hope. We must not give in to yes. worry, fear, anxiety, because we have a rock, the cornerstone of our faith. And I'm getting off my preaching mm-hmm. soapbox and let you, yes. Pastor Jeff... You can preach a little now for a few minutes. Go ahead. Yes, that is that is exactly it. And, you know, you hear from, you know, these shrewd politicians and pseudo-Christian leaders that, you know, it is a biblical mandate because the Bible says we're to love our neighbor. And, you know, and so we're doing this for others' benefit. They always leave out the first part of that verse. You know, that Jesus said the most important is that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Both, you know, from the law. But, you know, they always conveniently leave that part out. You know, loving God with your all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Unless you're doing that, you can't love your neighbor as we know, as believers. And this is a thing, David, that is very ironic. Because, you know, the, the I, I love the, the, the program, Stand Up for the Truth, is, you know, such a, a great program. But here's the thing I've found as a pastor. The truth now, and this is what I get pummeled with, and we've talked about this uh, before the program and all that, is the truth to people now is, you know, what what is the truth behind the vaccination? What is the truth behind the election? Was it stolen? What is the truth? And you can take this all the way back to Y2K and the shack, and you go on and on. And this is where people, you know, to them, that's where their truth is, where they're looking for truth and looking to me for truth. And they get frustrated when I say, well, what does the Bible say? I don't want, you know, you got to tell me, Pastor mm-hmm. Jeff, whether I should take the vaccination or not. You know, is it truly for my health? And, you know, when people get away from the, the truth of God's word, now, you know, their the truth becomes what the world dictates to you it is. 
And there, I, I see a lot of people there, you know, fighting a battle for a truth that is not even in the Bible. Yeah. And they're standing up, and man, you know, like I said, I had letters written because I didn't stand up for the truth of the election being stolen as a pastor. That's what I'm supposed to do, and I didn't. It's been the same with the vaccination, and when I get these types of responses, I'm like, that's not my job. I'm a pastor. I'm to equip people so they know what the truth is. And they can respond and they can, you know, reason from a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. How should I respond to this? How should I respond to politics or medicine or or whatever else? Because it's always going to be something like you said. It's been, it's never ending. Yep. It just ramped up. So, you know, that's that's a thing, you know, and as I said, you know, I'm, I'm in a, a unique situation, I think, in a lot of ways, and that, you know, we have a congregation here, and, I, and we're not the only ones. I know there are many who are, get, who are fed the full counsel of God, so they're not fearful. They're not afraid, whatever, you know. Amen. <laughs> you, can, you know, but yeah, you get outside, and like I said, there's there's large churches around here that remain closed. Unbelievable. They are, and they're like closed, I think, forever. Let's because, talk about uh, that. Jeff, we've got to yeah. take a break. Let's talk about that sure. when we come back. That's so important because <clears throat> what what is the church? The church has to be the church in times like this and at all times, Amen. but when you're closed... You can't do the ministry. You can't be equipped. You can't do what the Bible teaches us and calls us to do as believers. So when we come back, we're going to talk about how Christians better prepare for more extreme measures. Plus, Canadian pastors being arrested again. America, will it happen here? And in Australia, too. We'll tell you about that in a minute. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Pastor Jeff Solwald, Calvary Chapel of Madison, uh, he's with us today. And just to wrap up that thought and put an exclamation point and put it to rest what we were talking about as far as Christians not being afraid, uh, we can be concerned, we can take precautions, we can use wisdom, but we are not to be fearful like the world. Dietrich Bonhoeffer once said, He who fears the face of God does not fear the face of man. Yes. He who Amen. fears the face of man does not fear the face of God. And then I think of that hymn, In Christ Alone, or that song, um, In Christ Alone My Hope Is Found, He's My Light, My Strength, My Song, The Cornerstone, Solid Ground. It says, When fears are stilled, when strivings cease. And then he says, My Comforter, My All in All. But I want to read the fourth uh, verse. No guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man, hello, can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home. Here, in the power of Christ, I'll stand. Um, Pastor Jeff, we have been hearing stories uh, about pastors in Canada. I interviewed Pastor Tim Stevens a month ago. He's been arrested three times, put in prison. Um, Pastor Arthur Pulowski just went back to Canada after visiting American churches and traveling for four months. 
warning us about the perils of a socialist country, about tyranny and increasing religious persecution. As soon as he landed and hit the tarmac, he was arrested in Canada. Um, I saw that. What I've heard from Pastor Tim on this podcast, he believes that they are going to probably, the Canadian authorities are probably going to try to make an example out of him, James Coates, and Arthur Pulowski and any other pastors who had the audacity to hold church services. But, Jeff, I want to get your response to this because I think this could be coming to America. Um, Even some congregants have been arrested and fined. But over in Australia, they are locking down. They're no longer free. It's crazy over there. Um, Some pastors are really concerned that the government will soon require proof of vaccination to get into church. Now, this is actually happening, where they, they were actually, a pastor was fined for not uh, checking people's phones, you know, with contact tracing and all that. So there's some stuff going on. One pastor, Paul Furlong in Melbourne, was asked why he chose to open his church, and he said, because I wanted to obey a higher law, a higher authority, and that would be mm-hmm. my God and, and, and the Bible. Um, your thoughts on what's happening in up north and in Australia and what may well be coming here? Yes, and, and is uh, those uh, high-level news stories coming from those countries should be a very strong warning to the people of our nation. And, you know, the thing with the United States, and this is what I think we're seeing as well, we you know, over the last year, we've seen those battles fought in our country, mm-hmm. in certain areas of our country. And it almost seems like, I don't know are you are seeing this, but it almost seems like, you know, there are popular states, you know, let's just say Texas, Florida, states that are, are pushing back. And in some places, they're winning. And so, you know, the battle is definitely being fought. Yes. And biblically, yes, ultimately, you know, the the world's going to win, but they lose, you know. But they're, yeah, they're going to get their way. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's our country, it, because of the Constitution and the, and the things that are in place and the state's rights and things like that, that's what I find fascinating as I'm watching the news is that it's almost like, you know, there's individual countries, individual areas in our nation. And I was talking to a man uh, a while back who was involved in politics and that, and he says, you know, it almost seems like there's going to be, you know, if you want to follow this, you know, worldview, this thing, you would have to move to another state. You'd have to be under a whole nother, you know, govern, governor, you know, and government on a state level. And because, but that's going to depend on what we see, because, you know, as we see in the news, we're seeing governors, you know, conservative governors, Christian governors, who are fighting back against the federal government, mm-hmm. where something like Australia, Canada, they don't have those types of mm-hmm. uh, uh, of options, you know. So that's what's interesting right now in our country is to watch that. And, you know, you see, okay, they, I mean, some of these guys like DeSantis and Greg Abbott, they've, they've actually won, you know, uh, battles against the federal government on right. abortion or... 
on you know vaccine mandates you know they're they're fining people for having mandates in their state yes so you know it's an interesting battle to see being waged in our nation in that regard do i think you know the persecution oppression is coming yeah because you know biblically it says you know among other things we are in that time where you know the the world is going to just steamroll over mm. anyone in opposition you know so well we can't deny that the antichrist spirit of the age is on the move and we're seeing yes. this this almost you can almost see it in people i call them i call this you know forces of darkness which is a biblical concept about spiritual warfare but there's human and demonic you can kind of yes. two different these forces of darkness demons do not necessarily possess every unbeliever, but they are certainly influenced by the spirit of this world, the, the uh, unholy spirit, we might say. But Pastor Jeff, um, this comes back to what we were saying earlier, in, and how. And I think we'll take the last five minutes here and just encourage believers um, how they can be equipped, especially a lot of people listening, unfortunately, right now, who are at a church that kind of gives people their Gerbers. Maybe you might call it cotton candy Christianity, this topical sermons, not that all topical sermons are bad, but that they, they give them uh, Christianity light, just like a positive pep talk and throw in a little scripture. They'll p- pick a little scripture and to match what they want to share on a Sunday, and they don't have a Wednesday night service or a Bible study. They don't have anything Friday, and that's all they get on Sunday morning, so they are not really walking away from their churches equipped. How can you encourage them? Because I know, as you said at the beginning, and in an email you sent me, that you just really have to focus on equipping the saints with the word so they are able to deal with the barrage of issues that are facing believers rather than responding to every single one, every individual issue as it comes along. In other words, we need that foundation, and then we'll be able to respond to any of this. So go wherever you want with this to encourage believers that really don't sense that they are being equipped. Yeah, you know, this is not the first time that the church has gone through things like this <laughs> and has endured, you know, much even harsher persecution. Mm-hmm. And believers, especially in our country, uh, you know, have, we have no excuse to not be, every one of us, theologians, you know, to know our Bibles. The technology is there. If I'm not getting fed at a church, you know, there's plenty of of uh, places where I can get fed, just learn the Bible itself, understand the Bible, and, you know, the people, they think, well, that, you know, knowing that the Bible and being immersed in it, knowing Bible doctrine, you know, that's for, you know, the people in, in a scholastic setting or a pastoral setting, no, that is for the whole church, you know, and I share with people here that, you know, uh, like we were talking about Ephesians 4, you know, my job as a pastor is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Uh, all believers are in full-time ministry. We are servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we will be held accountable not for what my church taught or what my country mandated. I'm going to be held accountable for what I did for the Lord Jesus Christ, who I serve, and every one of us will stand at the beam of seat of Christ. And, and you know, if I'm a believer and give an account for what I did with, 
you know, that which I have been trusted with here on this earth. Pastors need to teach the Bible and and encourage people in that. And you know, we're, the fact that as you know, the latest survey says six percent of Americans, you know, out of almost eighty percent or whatever, seventy percent saying they're Christians, six percent of them actually. You know, and when put to the test, you know what they believe. <laughs> yeah. And why is that? Mm. You know, I mean, it, some of that blame, I think, falls upon pastors, you know, but people, we are accountable as believers. Yes. You know, and, and so I have to um, discipline, and, and that's a, a word people don't like, but unfortunately, the word disciple is the root word of discipline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. I have to become a disciple of Jesus Christ if that's truly what I am. Jesus said that, you know, many will come and say, Lord, I did all these things for you. I didn't take the vaccination. I, I voted for Donald Trump. I did all these things. <laughs> you, know, so, you know, who asked you to do that? You know, <laughs> you know, and they don't know what is required of us as Christians. And, you know, I don't want to just speak as that you know the, that not everybody you know that that's how everyone is not all are like that and so there is it is a time to get serious for yeah. us as a church or we will succumb to these Amen. you know uh levels of persecution we're seeing it is coming towards us yes uh, and we've got to get back to the bible seriously mm-hmm. as the church and america frankly has to get back to the, the constitution because people are yes. re interpreting that rewriting that but um you said discipline very interesting that verse we shared earlier uh that we have not been given a spirit of fear one translation says but of power love and self-discipline another translation says a sound mind so i find that uh it's it's some of it comes back on us friends we have to take the responsibility for our own uh, equipping at times we can't rely on just sunday morning and Jeff, I think uh, I appreciate you for making that point. You're doing all that you can do over at your church. I, um, man, I know a lot of people would love to have a Wednesday night service or a Friday night, and all they have is Sunday. But let's just keep plugging away, friends. We've got to know Scripture and be able to give an answer and and defend the faith. So, Jeff, your final thought. We just have a minute left, but just uh, any final thoughts to share? Yeah. The, um Having that grounding in Scripture, having that foundation will cast out fear. It will make the believer fearless and not irresponsible, not foolish, mm. but we have nothing to fear. Amen. You know, if we are bought and paid for by the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, we're His. Mm. We're His property. First Corinthians 6.20, you know, you're no longer your own. Your body and your spirit are the Lord's. Therefore, glorify Him in His property, basically, is what it's saying. Mm. And, and so I have nothing to fear. I have a, a victorious Lord who has conquered the world. In this world, you will have tribulation. But Jesus said, be of good cheer. You've overcome the world. Amen. He's pa- overcome the world. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Pastor Jeff Sowell, the pleasure having you on Calvary Chapel, Madison, Wisconsin. God willing, we'll talk to you in the near future. Bless you, brother. Thank you, David. God bless. All right. Well, tomorrow, well, we'll let you know as soon as we come back. Special guest in studio tomorrow. Stand Up for the Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now, we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth. Tomorrow, John Haller, pastor from Ohio, is in the area. 
He will be in studio talking about Bible prophecy, giving an update on what's going on and reaction to headlines worldwide and what's happening in America. God bless you, and as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.